welcome to the Drunken Jaguar. This is Bentley, and Ased is joining me via call after the Jaguars' 23-17 loss to the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis this past Sunday. I don't even know how I feel after this one. I'm, I'm like entering Jaguars' dysthymia again. I'm not like mad, but I'm not too optimistic either. Would you say that's how you feel, or are things a little different for you, Ased? I think that's how I feel, man. I I don't feel great about it. It feels good to, you know, be in a football game going into the fourth quarter, you know, having a chance to win on the last drive. When you make a mistake, you turn the ball over. You didn't even get we didn't even get to see Trevor Lawrence really in action on that drive because he fumbled. But the defense, man, they're a bright spot. They're playing well. You know, they held the Colts to a field goal. They played really well in the second half. Pretty much kept the Jags in the game. So I'm happy for them, but now it seems like things have flipped and the offense can't put up points where early in the year it was kind of the you know flip of that. Talking about the defense, I buy it, man. I think they're for real. I think the, the Buffalo game gave us actual confidence and defense takes a lot of confidence, right? Trust in your teammates, I think is one of the main things. And we, we it, it looks like we got over uh, like some kind of a hurdle with that against the Bills. And even though uh, Jonathan Taylor was hitting us up for some big runs in the first half and the first quarter, the defense overall held its own. Uh, you know, second half, you, you kind of had that confidence back even watching the game that when we need to stop, we can get one. But the offense, like you mentioned, is dead. I mean, how many three and outs did we have in a row against the Colts? And even against the Bills, as we mentioned before, like <laughs> there weren't really any offensive highlights that could be included with that Jags victory over the Bills, uh, which is kind of pitiful. And earlier in the season, we were all, all all about Trevor and all the improvements he'd made. And, and you know, if anything, we had a collection of offensive highlights, but that's just not the case right now. So where do you trace the reason for that offensive collapse? I don't even know where to start. You look straight to the offensive coordinator, right? And, you know, people want Bevel's head right now thinking, well, we might have a new offensive coordinator next year. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of his play calling, but I still go back to the wide receivers, man. It feels like we just can't get anyone that gets open. And then Trevor just looks like he's looking down the field. The protection is okay, right? And he just can't find an open receiver. And, you know, on the TV broadcast, when you see him throw the ball and it goes straight to the receiver, they have zero separation from the defender. It's it's bad, man. He's got to fit it into really tight windows, which we knew like coming into the NFL for Trevor. But these guys can't create any separation, and the offense coordinator is not helping them. We saw one good run play from Agnew, and that's about it. Like when Jamal Agnew, a special teams guy, is your top weapon, you know, there's a problem. I'm no offense to Jamal Agnew; he's been playing incredible, but they they have problems on the offensive end, lots of them, and the offensive line. They get penalized way too much. And they, you know, when you're starting drives first and 15 and you get a second and 20, it's it's tough. It's tough to pick up first downs. Yeah, Jamal Agnew, we're, I mean, I feel like the poor guy's definitely stretched to his limits right now. I mean, we're, we're looking at him for these fade routes and shit 30 yards down the field. And I was basically expecting him to make some some pretty huge catches that he, he may not really be attuned to at, at the moment. But I, I do think he's still a bright spot and one of the obvious examples of that was his 66 yard breakaway touchdown run which is something that we as Jaguars fans haven't really seen any shape or form of in the last several years we haven't really had a breakaway running back as good as James Robinson is he 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 usually gets caught uh and 
my my first thought was something that you know we we talked about this a little bit a few weeks ago, but with Travis Etienne going down before the season started with the foot injury, Jamal Agnew really feels like what was being described about Etienne. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, they were going to use him in the pass game. For sure, and then they're going to let him run the ball as well because he has that speed that we don't feel James Robinson has. And shout-out to James Robinson still because he's still playing good football, man. I mean, I thought he played pretty decent. I don't know what his stats were exactly, and it probably won't show up on the stat sheet, but he had some good runs. I know one of them got called back too, but he's playing good football. It just feels like James Robinson and Jamal Agnew are all we got on the offensive end right now. I'm a little nervous that Robinson and Lawrence both might have some foot and heel stuff going on that we're not really privy to. And apparently Robinson, even against the Bills, was warming up and just wasn't a go before for game time. So these guys might have some lingering injury issues, and I, I, I hope that we're being careful about that. I just want to say that because I definitely don't want to lose either of those two for next season when hopefully we'll have a, a much more legit shot at playoffs. Oh, man, and when it comes to Trevor, too, you, you know, you, we've seen him run the ball now a little bit, especially if we saw it against the Colts, which I like because I think he's pretty fast, too. But he also, you know, he sacrificed his body a few times, I noticed, against the Colts when he didn't have to. Yeah, that's an interesting thing, especially a rookie quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. Every game is a new experience. It's like it's like relationships. Every Every relationship is different. <laughs> so every time you match up against a team, the what you can't really – you can't really predict exactly how that game's going to turn out. And there's going to be new things you're testing out. And there's going to be stuff maybe that worked in the past that doesn't work on in this against this team or whatever. And Trevor is so fresh. I mean, what, he's only played basically about half of an NFL season that this to me seemed the game where he was, you know, really being a more aggressive and physical and upright runner. Maybe in the preseason, you know, he, he did a little bit of that. And I, I would imagine was advised to, to be smarter with, uh, sort of giving himself up, you know, before being tackled or throwing the ball away, that kind of deal. But but this game, I feel like, was one of his where, you know, he's like, you know what, f*** it, I'm going to put my body out there on the line a little bit to try to make something happen for my team. And in my opinion, that culminated in the fumble at the in the last drive of, of the game there. I want to talk now about sort of big picture stuff for a second here, because I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I... I don't know why, but for some reason this week I did get more of a sense of like the Urban Meyer experiment is failing in Jacksonville. Maybe that it had surfaced after their first several losses of the season and, and you know, his like inability to handle losses. But after, uh, you know, the stretch of games where they, they won, they won a couple here over the last month or so. He's he's, you know, people haven't been questioning him too much, but but apparently he's. He's back on the hot seat now, but is that, is that is that like in your core? Do you believe that Urban Meyer this entire season, no matter what he does, is actually on a hot seat? Or do you think that Shad Khan has Urban on his mind for at least two seasons here? Yeah, I yeah, definitely. I think it would be two seasons at the very least. But my thing is, does Urban still want to coach the Jaguars after the year more so than, you know, the Jaguars letting go of him? Is he going to let go of himself, you know? Just say, you know, maybe, maybe I wasn't built for this. Maybe I'll just retire, you know, go back and work my broadcasting job for Fox because I'm sure it's uh, waiting happily for him. But I don't know, man. I, I don't think Urban is the first person that's going to get 
get the boot out of this. You know, Urban did bring in a lot of his own guys. Maybe Shad says, hey, we're going to go bring in a new offense coordinator, but you're not making the calls this time. Like, you can still be the head coach, but, you know, you brought in your people. It didn't work out, so we're going to go a different direction. Urban Meyer has won three national championships in the college football level. One of the biggest criticisms is that his transition to the NFL would be marred by an inability to adapt to the NFL level of physicality and um, strategy and speed. But is it fair to say that even Urban Meyer will have and will need a learning curve in the NFL, no matter what happens this season, that he's he's actually going to come back better and stronger the next? Mm. I mean, I would I would hope so. I mean, you, you get one year under, under the belt, and it should help you. But a lot of coaches have had trouble transitioning. I mean, you look at Pete Carroll and how bad Seattle is this year. You know, he's on the hot seat himself. And a lot of people don't even think Pete Carroll is that good of a coach. and Because, I mean, he's a defensive mind, and their defense hasn't been good in a while now. So he basically just relies on Russell Wilson to make some crazy plays. And that's kind of how he has a job. I know early on in Seattle, their defense was very good. But the transition's not easy, man. I I mean, I can't sit here and tell you it's going to work or if it's not. But I think one year is way too early to tell. I, I walk away from this Colts game thinking that, man, like we we could have beat them. And I wouldn't disagree if you said that we had the, either the better team or like more potential in that matchup there. But at some point, it just gets f***ing tiring to watch your team lose. And and especially to go down early. And that's, that's reminiscent of just some bad seasons as a football team. And if we're going down early every week, there there might be something at the macro level that can be done to adjust that. So now we are playing the San Francisco 49ers coming up this week in Jacksonville. Do you, do you see anything different happening this Sunday on the offensive side of the ball? Oof. I would like to think yes, but I'm going to go with no. San Francisco has a really fast defense. Their linebackers can move. Their corners are all right, but that defensive front can get a lot of pressure. So I think the main matchup I'm looking for is if that offensive line can protect Trevor Lawrence and give him some time to make some throws. I mean, uh, on the flip side, you know, San Francisco's offense has been explosive in the run in past years. Tonight, we're seeing it again. San Francisco's run has been really good. They're managing the clock perfectly and just uh, whooping the Rams and yeah, man. I mean, on defense, I believe we could stop the run and we'll be all right. You're also playing one of the best play callers in Kyle Shanahan. So it's it's a big test for the defense. And the offense is playing a pretty solid defense. So it's, it's going to be a good test for Trevor Lawrence. We're still two and two in our last four games. I mean, you got to think, though, at some point. I mean, I was, man, I was fucking lamenting this week. If, if we had beat the Colts, we're three... And six, three and six is like a good Jaguar season of 2012 or 2014 or some shit, you know, three and six, you're one game away from four and six, four and six, you're in the fucking high. Yeah. And that there's a lot of teams in the AFC that are sitting around that area that are very inconsistent. They're like, they just can't win games. I mean, we're looking at the Browns, we're looking at the Bengals, we're looking at the Broncos, like these teams, they'll have one really good win and the next week they'll come out and you know it's a clunker and it's bad and that's exactly what happened with the broncos it's exactly what happened with the browns and with the Bengals. literally the last couple weeks 
It's crazy. That one would have been huge, especially a divisional one. All right, man. Anything else before we wrap up today? Yeah, just a final thought, man. For a quarterback's confidence, it hurts when your receivers are dropping passes, especially when they're actually open for once. You know, we got to stop dropping balls. It's getting ridiculous. Yeah, and I will say it's been nice to see Trevor Lawrence's, I don't know if you call it, improvement over Gardner Minshew this year. I think the one of the biggest ones that I've noticed is is the absence of the happy feet that Gardner had. I mean, Gardner, we, we, we loved it when he could keep on his feet and make a play. But he wasn't going through his options in as ideal of a way as you'd like, uh, probably with less or like a lower quality of pass coverage than, than Trevor, which Trevor has right now. And Trevor's arm as well. The ability with that cannon just sail the ball out to a receiver 30, 40 yards down the field along the sideline is really, is really great. But with receivers not catching balls, I mean, I think LaVisca had one like go through his hands on Sunday. Yeah, it's, you're right, man. It's got to be demoralizing and hoping that that's something that we can turn around. I feel like that's something that's manageable if we just have a good game, just have some stuff go our way a little bit earlier on, definitely get ahead on the, on the scoreboard in the first quarter. I think that would be a big difference for us. We really are putting ourselves up against the wall every time that we go down early. And it's going down, it's because of this, you know, it's kind of like we're not ready to play yet, right? Like even our defense, which we were overall pretty happy with this last Sunday, gives up runs that are way too disastrous on that first drive. Uh, we got we to gotta shut that stuff down. And I, we may even need to be more aggressive on the offensive play calling on that first drive or two to really establish a, a tempo. I mean, right now it's just, Totally stagnant. Yeah, and I agree. And I love what you said about tempo. I think maybe they should start playing with a little bit of tempo. Maybe, you know, catch defenders off guard, not let them sub out. It it helps you move the the ball down the field. You gotta try, you gotta try different things at this point. You have to. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drunken Jaguar. We are an SB Nation and Big Cat Country podcast. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Junkin Dragwar. I said it's been a blast to catch up with you after this game. Hoping for something fun to talk about in the next week or so. I think we. I think now we we have a chance every week, man. I'm 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 a I'm I'm an optimist, man. I'm 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 more like you now. I just I, I feel like every week we've got a shot. Even this one, you texted me. We lost by like the end of the first quarter, and and it it wasn't. We had a chance. We could. We did lose. Well, we hadn't lost at that time. That's true. The game was not over. I mean, we were one Trevor Lawrence fumble away, and maybe some receivers catching balls away from from a from an epic comeback i mean historic win and and we get a couple of those for trevor man and woo, it's gonna be smooth sailing so far we've won against the dolphins with heroic field goal kicking and against the bills with uh heroic and maybe fluky almost fluky defense I, i'm ready for that trevor win i'm waiting it's coming it's coming that'd be huge all right so until next time Go Jags. Until that Trevor win. Go Jaguars. Until that Trevor win. Go Jags. Go Jags.